Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. This is a podcast where a group of vegan parents come together and chat about our experiences, share any resources, recommendations and support to other vegan parents. We are not qualified to give medical advice and health and nutrition advice, although we may have some special guests on sometimes to do this. We are parents offering ideas to other parents from our own experience and knowledge and can hopefully point you in the right direction to companies and websites that can give you that advice. Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. My name's Christy. I've been vegan for five years and I have a six-year-old daughter. Hi, I'm Dana. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Hi. You go. You go. Hi. Hi, I'm Dana. I'm, uh, I've been vegan for four and a half years and I have two children who are eight and six. Hi, I'm Daniela. I'm one of the founders of UK Vegan Family. I've been vegan for two and a half years um, never eaten animals and my son Jack has been um, vegan three and a half years yes almost three and a half years how old is Jack he's four in October okay hi uh, my name is Emma I've been vegan for about five years I think and I have a 15 month old daughter Thank you. Welcome. And so today we're going to talk about fussy eaters and veganism and how we um, manage fussy eating and whether being vegan changes our perspective or our feelings when it comes to our children being fussy. So, um, yeah. Have you guys got fussy eaters? I think that's yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stages of fussy eating. Like, and, uh, and like, and kind of like um, just going through phases where they eat well. Sometimes they don't eat well. Sometimes they don't want is 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 bread and butter or cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's very common for children to be fussy eaters, and it's kind of like just trusting that it is like a stage and not kind of getting into a cycle where you make it more restrictive or fussy. So I'm toddler calm trained, a parenting consultant, and we talk about like a window between 18 months and five years where they go through a stage of really restricting the foods they're comfortable eat to eat. They're like their safe foods. And this is where we start to come up with challenges and we start to bribe them with certain foods to eat certain foods or like one more food. And that's the danger point where you create more fussy eaters or more eating disorders later on is if you're kind of saying, oh, eat this pea or this broccoli and then you can have your yogurt or your pudding. It kind of then is saying, eat this yucky thing to have this yummy thing instead of just being like, oh, here's your food, eat it or don't eat it, you're kind of creating this level which they've never had before of which food is good and which food is bad because you're saying, I can have this one after I've eaten this one, so that must be the bad one. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, as a parent, you wanna kind of trust that your child's gonna come out the other side and they're okay but I think with veganism being in the mix we're always worried about what other people think or what we think whether they're getting the right nutrients and that's where we sometimes panic don't we and we kind of try and bribe or uh, force certain foods down them yeah I think sometimes it's just being a bit creative with the things they like because um 
well when before my daughter hit 12 months she was a great eater I could like we'd give it give it anything and she would eat it but then she hit 12 months and she just suddenly started refusing and since then it's been very much a process of like learning you know of, of finding different ways to feed her um and that, and that sort of thing but um but I sort of find with my daughter like the she loves she loves wraps and she loves bread so um so 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 what and she likes to feed herself so like she likes finger food so what I tend to do is say I make a dish with like lentils and like tomatoes I'll blend, I'll blend it up and then like almost make a piece of her put some like you know just put a bit of vegan cheese on it just and like and, and even like putting like adding spreads like you know vegan butter peanut butter that sort of thing mm. to you know just to load like just to load the calories in mm. I think also so, it's finding the foods that the children that are that have got the right nutrients in that they like hmm. and once you kind of know what they are then you can kind of just <laughs> load on those foods like um and the other thing that I do is I hide things in things that they won't necessarily know so I make a smoothie every morning for all of us actually and it's kind of my my nutrient hit for the day I try and vary it through the week with what I put in it but I put like a mixture of the important things so they tend to drink the smoothies I try and make them taste nice they don't always turn out nice but I try <laughs> and uh and then I kind of think well at least they're covered because yeah. I know they've had that so anything else that they're going to be fussy on <laughs> then yeah I think it's amounts as well because children like seems well my daughter seems to like eat small amounts of food like grazing grazed throughout the day yeah I think yeah. We, often, we often focus as well a lot of the nutrients on the meals and then the snacks we kind of forget about and just give junky food but actually like if they're not eating their main meal you kind of want to get that nutrients in the snack as well so then you've got less pressure on eating this big meal and eating loads of it that if all your meals have got nutrients or some sort of benefit in it then you're kind of going to take the pressure down on having to eat lunch or dinner all up or typically the food that you're going to eat um you're going to cook you're relying on them to eat that food because it's got the lentils in it or something but if you've given um something else during the day the pressure's off mm, yeah and like and i think it's um like not necessarily like putting them in a high chair three meals a day because sometimes they feel like sitting in a high chair sometimes they don't like i find with my daughter with um her best meal probably is breakfast because I literally I just get that I just give her breakfast as soon as possible and like sometimes if she's like feeling enthusiastic to eat it like literally as soon as I prepared it I'll just ca carry her around while she eats it or just pop it, sit on my lap so mm. as long as as long as she's eating it. One thing we started with our son when he was about that age is we started doing floor picnics so we mm. would make it really really fun and he helps lay the picnic literally in our living room. He helps get all the stuff. And we started getting him not like like chopping anything, but he would help prepare the picnic. And then he's like putting on his plate what he wants. And that was a really good thing going forward for him mm. and obviously getting him involved. But we also try the smoothie idea, packing it with like peanut butter and avocados for him with a bit of like cacao so that it looks like a nice like thick shape but it's packed full of stuff 
so yeah. try try like a picnic idea with your little one because it's it's mm. really fun especially with a few teddies as well she does like that actually because um sometimes sometimes because she if she if she's like just wants to play or like try and get more breakfast i do like bring it i do i do bring that bring that with her but mm. i think at that, that age i think let worry less about structure maybe and just just feed them whenever they want to be fed take just take the opportunity um and the other thing that i've i've introduced is um i suppose like you know the convenient snacks like for example the oat bar oat and, oat and date bars um uh, you know, quinoa chips that sort of thing because the and I think I think the challenge really is trying to get enough calories into them, and that's a worry just for not for not for vegan parents, but for all parents. I think the calorie thing is probably more particular with the vegan parents, or you know, not necessarily vegan parents, whole food plant based parents, because the fat content is pretty low in a majority of whole food. And this is what I find with my daughter. She doesn't like the processed meats, um, like the vegan sausage or the burgers or anything like that. So actually to try and get enough healthy fat in her mm-hmm. diet is the challenge. And that's where we do like the cashew butter, or the avocado in the smoothie. Um, the hummus is a big um, staple for us because otherwise she's um she'll fill up on vegetables and fruit but then it just goes through quickly and you need the the healthy fats we have flax seeds in our porridge in the morning to try and Mm. but it's like you don't want to just fill up on the unhealthy fats um to get the calories so it's like whereas i think a lot of other omnivore traditional families they they tend to eat more high fat foods in other areas so then they've not got that challenge yeah. One of the yeah. little things. Oh, sorry. I, no, no, no. You go. You go. I was just going to say, in regards to like the vegetables, one of the little tricks that we do is so like broccoli um, or any vegetables really. We might sprinkle um, sesame seeds on um, because that can help, obviously, with the absorption. But we got our son into eating lots of green veg by um, making like a tahini dressing, and I make sure that that's on his vegetables because it's like. It's, it's the iron fat protein mm. calcium on his veg and he's always like that mm. my daughter loves vegetables like no no like she'll eat that's what she eats just vegetables and fruit pretty much um <laughs> but yeah it's like trying to get the the added other stuff on it isn't yeah it? oh i've got i've got so i've got a good thing i'd make for my daughter it's like a mixture of tahini and you could use like date syrup or great nice. or great molasses you just mix it up and i i'll give that to her on toast and that way that that's that's ticking off fat carbs and protein mm. and it's a great source of um calcium and uh, iron too so a lot of what I'm hearing so far is very much about us as their parent making the knowledgeable changes um, to kind of ease our conscious really like to offer so like darling you've said about knowing what foods they like that have the nutrients I did this once when I thought my daughter didn't eat very well I wrote down all the foods that she actually ate and liked and I thought wow there is loads of food there that she likes and then looking at kind of like what areas of nutrition are missing from that or actually it's covered everything that I need to stop worrying I'm trying to get more variety but actually she can have the same vegetables every night it's meeting the needs I'm the one that's bored of the broccoli and peas every night that um so it's kind of like about improving our knowledge and I'll talk about some Instagram pages that help with that but I'm going to come to you Dana now and ask 
so the other the other two we're talking about children that are quite young where they're you know we can do these things make these changes present the food to them in a different way they're kind of going to eat it or not eat it but darling you've got some older children how do you cope because they're going to go I don't want that or you know they're going to have more feedback for us um yeah so if do you get them involved more with the choices that you're making do you talk to them about like I'm starting to have this conversation with my daughter about the benefits of certain sugars so um we had like restricted sugar in the sense that she could have four treats in the day with each meal like something sugary um and I gave it at the same time which worked out fine until recently and she's been eating the sugary thing and not eating the nutrition food and then she's getting hangry quickly because the sugar is just her blood sugar is going all over the place and we're starting to talk to her about how this different sugars affect your body differently and that we're now saying you've got to eat the nutrients before the sugar which I didn't want to do this power saying this is nicer but actually your body needs this certain food so like you can have a better conversation with an older child about how this food affects your body and yeah so I just wondered Donna if you did anything to help if your children are fussy. Yeah, well, both of mine have had periods of being fussy. My son is probably still fussy. My daughter, I think less so. I mean, there are there's things that I would like them to eat that they don't, <laughs> which is uh, always a challenge. But um, I, yeah, I think, I mean, for one of the things that I've sort of come to terms with, I mean, my, my eldest is eight now, so I've been facing this on-off fussiness with my kids for eight years, pretty much on and off. Uh, and I think as vegan parents, we do worry more maybe than we would if we weren't because we like you said maybe we feel like we're being judged or we're maybe more concerned but actually I think we're probably more knowledgeable a lot of the time than omnivore parents uh, to some extent Um, and we do probably think more about our children's diet because we have that in the back of our head so and I've when I've looked through my kids life you know any of those periods where they have been I've just kind of thought, well, you know, are they skin and bones? Are they are they looking healthy? And I look at, you know, I kind of think, do they look healthy in themselves? Do they act? Are they acting healthy? And if they are, then I think, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing fine. And like you guys say, they are phases a lot of the time, and they will kind of go through them. And I mean, there's a time when my son was literally just wanting to eat ketchup. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Um, but like, like you say, now they're older, I can have that conversation. And like you were saying about the floor picnic. Um, now that they're older they can actually help me make their own so like today actually we had quite a lot of stuff left over because we'd had a few various events at the weekend and had all sorts of stuff out and I just put out a whole load of stuff on the table and I was like right, come and tell me what you want <laughs> out of all this stuff um, and and a lot of the time I say oh you know if you want to wrap for lunch do you want to come and help me what can we put it in it and I say well we should really maybe have some of this rather than this you know and try and try and talk them them through that but I've kind of come to the the realization that I try not to overly worry when they are being fussy because I think it probably is going to be a phase there's they're going to come through it and you know my daughter actually she she's quite good at making good choices now um I just need my son to kind of come onto that as well but but uh yeah I think as they get older they you can have that conversation about the types of foods that um that they need and and why they need it and like my daughter looked into sugar herself and she kind of investigated sugars and things and came to the conclusion that she doesn't really want to eat very much sugar because of what she learned um mm. so sometimes kind of allowing your kids to to seek that knowledge themselves like I've I've found some YouTube videos and of stuff and been like oh you know 
this is like obviously child friendly ones but like this is what sugar does to your brain and all this and Mm -hmm. I show it to them and then they you know then it's kind of rather than sort of saying oh you can't I've never really had a you can't do this can't do that Mm -hmm. attitude with them I've always kind of tried to get them on board because I think that that helps with more uh healthy eating longer term anyway sounds amazing yeah I'm gonna go and search some videos on sugar for my daughter because <laughs> that is just like yeah it, it's such a challenge at the moment that just and the only reason it's a challenge for us is because we're seeing her behavior change and we're like thinking what's causing this is it this the food and that we've now got to try and because it's like impacting us if it was a behavior problem and it was fine but the fact that she's so angry at us and so um yeah it just makes our day horrible and it's just like we can't keep going through this so um yeah i um helping people children cook as well finding out what goes in their food it's such a good way for them to be able to see what what's in that food and, and 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 whether they like it and you say about hiding vegetables and stuff it's really good for us to hide vegetables to make us feel better that we've got the nutrients in them and I do that with like pasta sauces and stuff but then it's also good to put the vegetable on the table to expose them to it so that they've got that so they're not oh yeah they eat broccoli or carrots but only if they're whisked up in a pasta sauce they're not going to then start eating broccoli and carrots because you've given it to them in a sauce for a long time so if you have if you're wanting to introduce certain foods um kind of the the exposure to it and on that line there's a instagram lady kids eat in color so she's not vegan specific but um she's out there you you guys a couple of you nod there she's helped me a few times so she does loads of like programs to help fussy eaters but um one of the things particularly that she shared is like a infographic of the vegetables in different colors down one side and what nutrients it had and then fruits down the other side and what vitamins it had and it's like not to worry if they don't eat the vegetables but they can get the nutrients from fruit and that reassured me because my daughter's a heavy fruit eater and that actually you you want to get a variety of colors in your diet and you kind of like are covered and children like rainbows if you try and so if you've got a child that is struggling to eat a varied diet if you say oh let's try and eat a rainbow today they're going to be like oh yeah oh no I've not got anything that's purple let's try and find something purple to eat today or something that um it's a good idea yeah makes it fun like that Mm. Uh, yes I don't know if anyone else has anyone else they follow either on social media or in real life or a book that's helped them with their children fussy eating um i haven't but that's i but actually that's a pretty good idea just to see what's on see what's on youtube and such mm. we've got a book called the vegetated family table that was uh sent to us by marissa miller wolfson and that is a really really good book there's um loads of different things like um i think the one is like um confetti sprinkles and it's things like uh that i can never say it desiccated coconut and hemp mm. seeds so it looks like a like a cake topper kind of thing but it's mm. it's things like that it's really good um there's it goes through um so i mean we did baby led weaning so it, it goes through like the traditional or the baby led um right from the beginning up until um you know a little bit older and it goes through all like um the nutrition 
thing so what they're actually getting in that particular meal that you're making um but there's some really good stuff in there i i mm. would really recommend that and there's a couple on instagram that i've i follow but my brain is not remembering yes. right now. so <laughs> i did i did write down to the vegan kids nutrition vegan.kids.nutrition so i'll put these in the notes which is carla i think she's either canadian or american um she does um some good things and vegan underscore kids underscore dietitian which is kate and she's uk based and um that's really good at giving alternatives or um again the infographics the image of just like reassuring you of what nutrients is in what foods so it doesn't necessarily help with the fussy eating as such but it does help you with the vegan diet and um so you're kind of aware of what um nutrients is needed and things like that and you're like okay um some of them do like a, a lunch or a meal and then they break down what different areas of food are being covered in that meal um it's helpful to know that when you yeah there's one thing like i just cook because i cook and then yeah. i'm like oh i've got no protein in this meal but particularly like i've come from being vegetarian and if you replace um dairy cheese with vegan cheese you're losing your protein that you think oh this meal this pasta bake or something it's got cheese on top or it's got this in it and then it's like oh now i'm putting the vegan version on it and it's just like coconut oil there's no protein in the vegan cheese and i'm like oh no my my cheese and grape sandwich is is no longer <laughs> healthy um but yeah um on the cookbooks as well there's a children's cookbook can't remember the name i didn't think of cookbooks but helping but that's also a really good one has one she has a yes uh, it's her, that's, and that's and it's one. got like um chocolate mousse drops which is like avocado and cocoa powder and then um like caterpillars and you so it's like really focused on children and yeah. that it's interesting um like dinosaur footprints which is like mashed avocado with stuff sprinkled on it or something um so i find that's quite good to get your child involved in the cooking and also eating maybe not the normal foods that they would eat um anything else guys that you want to share um i think the main thing is that it's a phase and not worry like don't put too much pressure and then up your knowledge your own skill as a parent that you then feel like actually look at what your child eats write a diary and then look at what nutrients is covered and then make the changes as an adult um what areas are missing or talk to your child if they're old enough to about what areas are missing and why that's important for the body but I think yeah that you don't need to force your child to eat anything you don't need to panic um and yeah trust trust them <laughs> we've always sort of tried to eat together to try and set an example and yeah. we eat fairly whole food plant-based but we we do have treats and it and and he's sort of learning that, you know, those things he can have in moderation and he's learning about what's actually on his plate and what it does. As he's getting older, we'll talk more about it. But just, I think just trying to make it fun and setting a good example and, you know, we're not having anything different. We're all eating the same. I think that's a really good thing. To do that. Setting an example, like how often do parents go, oh, you can't eat that, but I'm going to have loads of this junk food mm. or something like that. And it's like, actually, if you don't think your child should have those sugary treats, that cake and you're going to give them something else it's like you shouldn't have that cake really either 
or you know have a justifiable reason so sometimes we have bigger portions than she does because our body is larger and it can cope with more sugar or we haven't had sugar earlier in the day or something but yeah i think setting the example if you're eating the foods healthily a variety of foods and talking about like how that affects your body as well they're going to eat too i think also for me um is to keep trying so i I always like say for example mushrooms I've never been able to get my kids to eat mushrooms uh, but I put them I still like we had a pasta dish tonight and there was mushrooms in their dish and you know I kind of think that hopefully when I do things like that that some of the nutrients maybe wash <laughs> off into the other foods so. yeah. um, but uh, you know you, it might be that they end up just accidentally sneaking a few mushrooms in without realizing and that's why I continually do that um, and then one day I hope they might I mean I hated mushrooms as a kid and now it's like my favorite mm -hmm. food so I think it's also exposure like they say so when they go through the stage of they going just the safe foods it's very much a um, primal instinct that we have that we only eat foods that we recognize and that we know we're safe but actually they go through stages of introducing a new safe food and so they have to see it on their parents plate they have to see their parent eating it and then they have to be able to touch it and feel it on their plate before they might lick it or taste it before they then eat it and so it's actually quite a big stage of exposure to get them to eat this food and I'm really bad at it because I think it's wasteful but then they're never going to eat it like my daughter doesn't eat tofu I'm starting to introduce it again and go it's just on your plate if you want to have it because we were um vegetarian when I weaned her I, I didn't eat tofu then so it's not a safe food for her and now I know the nutrient benefit and I'm eating it and I love it but she's not exposed to it and it's like I'm really I do struggle to remember to keep putting it on her plate in different forms so that it becomes um, a safe food that she knows is okay to eat so that's really important to yeah don't just be, don't always serve the same meal every day knowing their child eats that give the safe food like on the plate have the food they like but also have something new and different there too that you want to expose otherwise you're never going to get out of the cycle I think also cutting things up into shapes like the corn dinosaurs I mean neither of my kids really liked corn products but they both eat those dinosaurs and I think <laughs> if you could you know if you can cut the tofu up into like something yes. special and they uh, for some reason that seems to work <laughs> yes i might try that <laughs> make a dinosaur tofu well, well i don't know about dinosaur tofu although we got cookie cutters maybe i could do like one massive fruit of big tofu block <laughs> <laughs> we do that with mashed potato um i don't know where it started from but like we've got cookie cutters and we load the mashed potato into it so then you've got the mashed potato in the shape of a unicorn or a rainbow or a heart and that's pretty fun <laughs> Well, going back to what you're saying about safe foods, um, like well, a long time ago, I was watching a, a show. It was a show kind of about like little babies and like what foods they're naturally drawn drawn to. And um, for some reason, fruit is all fruit, uh, fruit over vegetables, sweeter fruits like uh, sweeter vegetables like sweet potatoes and all the fruits that they, they were just a natural preferred cho choice to everything else. Yeah, I think there's another thing I learned as well is that the taste buds are much stronger. They're super tasters as young children. So broccoli, we don't really taste much different with it, but actually it's really bitter to young children. So actually that is quite a strong flavor for them and to be aware that their taste buds are heightened mm. than ours. Um, we're running out of time. 
we're going to um, get... just, 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 yeah. sorry, just add on it. The, uh, and, the, and like the sweeter fruits and vegetables, um, I've seen safer because in, in nature they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be poisonous. Yeah. So yeah. that's, uh, so it's, yeah, it's again, it's a primal thing that we've uh, still got innate in our system, I guess, that, you know, to yeah. keep ourselves safe. Because like interest in my you know, interest in my daughter, my our daughter loves like she loves fruits, she loves she she loves vegetables. She she seems to be like a quite a big broccoli fan because we always have we always most nights we put greens on our plates and vegetables. Um and um and when she was very little, I think I just used to give her the um the stems to eat and I used to eat mm. the heads. Mm. Yeah, my daughter prefers the stems too. I think the heads there's quite a texture to that, isn't it, of the broccoli? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, the the, 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 the the veggies we want her to eat, like potatoes and such. She's she's not that keen on. No. As you say, it's just a case of keep trying. Keep trying, yeah, definitely. Keep trying. Don't worry, and educate yourselves. Yeah. Super. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. And I'll see you again soon. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have found it helpful in some way. Come join us over on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts, where we can continue this conversation and where I will share any links to any of the websites that have been mentioned in the recordings. If you have any topic ideas for future recordings or you want to join us in any of the recordings, then please do message me. You can message me on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at Raising Myself or you can find the podcast on Instagram at Convo underscore with underscore vegan underscore parents or you can email me at Conversations with Vegan Parents at gmail.com.